You are extremely welcome to this episode of Handbags at Dawn, where we take items from bags and read into much more significance than necessary, dwell on more detail than is advisory, and embrace the absurd as if it's hard, cold fact. We are your hosts for the next 25 to 27 minutes, depending on this week's funny slash clever levels, Jessica Johnson and Charlotte Edmonds. I'm a mother of two, a journalist and writer who cut my teeth on the broadsheets before remoulding and fabulousizing them in the fashion industry. You do have good teeth. I know, I've worked hard for these beauties. Likes costume dramas dislikes the costume drama that is getting my kids ready every morning i'm a tv executive mum of two and now i think it's safe to say broadcaster is episode three too soon to update my linkedin profile it's never too soon charlotte hobbies feeling guilty so this is how the show works we pull an item out of the handbag and must discuss it or things it makes us think about until a loud and unwanted noise tells us we must stop what we were doing and attend to other things people or spillages then we move in to have another bag rummage and find our next subject. It's like lucky dip, but less crepe paper and bubble mix and more lipsticks and raging debate. This is the one where we share tales of sadness from around the bin, discuss the merits of various biscuits and where we tear Terry Richardson a new one. Okay! Like a sluggish hedgehog emerging from a primary school's cardboard box into the spring sunshine, here comes the handbag of disgrace. So Jess, would you do the honours please? Time to have a rummage in the handbag of doom. Oh, oh, my God. oh look. look! It's one of the 37 drawings produced by my daughter this morning, actually, <laughs> over breakfast. Um, yes, and but this one I actually thought had some kind of artistic merit, so it actually made it into my handbag. She is quite the prolific artist. She is, and it's actually causing us a bit of consternation in our household because she basically wants us to keep an entire back catalogue of her work leaning tower of pisa of drawings and paintings and whatever collapsing all over your kitchen table she wants everything displayed she actually wants proper framing to be involved and i have framing. to say i mean proper framing she wants me to take it to be framed but she's not going to be fobbed off with a cheapie from ikea either oh, really no 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 she she's she has standards mounts and everything <laughs> um no we she wants the whole house adorned in her creative work i am actually really sentimental about it and i think that they are so sweet and you see that she's kind of slaved away at this thing and she's really really proud of it and I want to keep it but when my back is turned my husband has been known to clear up and um, I've heard my daughter crying as she's found her works of art discarded in the recycling bin and um, I can't bear it so what do I find myself doing I actually find myself ironing these drawings which have been sorry do you, do what well yeah I iron them iron the creases out of them because oh, I don't want to break my daughter's heart by throwing all of her stuff away you're a good mum well I, but I'm but it's gonna my house is going to turn into one of those like weird hoarding houses yeah you don't want you need to be able to move around I had a similar sad moment at the bin I mean I've had more sad moments around that bin than I care to explain but this particular one was because my child had made something it was a fan and it was lovely she made four of them and I think I kept one but put two that I found one is still lurking somewhere in the household I put them in the bin I mean I said to look if you really care about something show me you care about it and I will of course care about the things you care about of course I do 
But I can't care about stuff that is just discarded willy-nilly around the floor. Otherwise, I would never throw away any of the cat hair. I would never pick up any of the socks or pants that are thrown. Like, the house would just be rubble. (laughs) Rubble, I tell you. This makes me feel better that I'm not the only one who has these moments. It's usually... It's usually the, the, the clear out days and you go, right, that's it. And do you ever find you have yeah. those days? I've had enough. Something will flip you over the edge. I don't know what it is. You know what, be... it, for me, it's it's stepping on a piece of Lego. Yeah. That, that or, does it for me. Or a wet grape with no shoes on. Ah. I don't like a wet grape. <laughs> I do find it really sad throwing away something. And actually, we take photos. We always take photos. Any opportunity to take a photo on my iPhone, I'm there. We take photos of the good ones. Oh, nice. Yes, it's nice. That's a good idea. And it's really nice. Actually, a friend of mine was saying that you get them printed onto fabric and things. So if you were that way inclined, if you were a bit handy and good at sewing... Like Angelina Jolie's wedding dress. Well, oh, yes. Oh, God, what was on that? I literally cried with laughter when I saw that. Oh, didn't she have, what was it, buttock futtock uh, embroidered <laughs> on I think her veil? every young bride's dream. <laughs> buttock futtock. Buttock futtock. It's obviously a family phrase which uh, made it onto her veil, which I thought was quite charming. I didn't <laughs> know that that's what they'd written. I thought, <laughs> I love you, butterflies. Buttock futtock. <laughs> <laughs> that sends a message. It does. I don't know what the message is. Probably don't let your children design your wedding dress. That's the message. <laughs> we'll be before you, feel, about this in our before you feel coerced into doing something sentimental that ruins how you look. That's probably the uh, that's probably the overarching message. I love dinosaurs. Pterodactyls are my favourite. Uh, it is time to move on. It is time. Uh, I think we should have another fumble in the bag. It's my go. This one, I didn't actually know it was in here, and oh, is a delightful discovery. Um, what have we got here, Charlotte? This is a bar of chocolate. And I don't want to think of the bad things for me. Like, this is dark chocolate with whole hazelnuts. How can that be bad? That whole, that, those things grow. They're fully they're, Na- really natural. It's natural. No and numbers. this is dark. Which means it's filled, it's brimming with goodness and vitamins, presumably. It's actual health food. Yeah. I mean, let's ignore the buckets of sugar that have gone into it. I mean, you know. It's an energy bar. Yeah, it basically is. It basically is. energy. I have recently, I haven't been able to find Carl's Water Biscuits because that is a snack I allow myself. Really? Correct. Oh. They're made with water. (laughs) That's not much fun. No, but so water this, and flour. Yeah, but for me, this is ticking both boxes because I can eat water rather than having to drink it because I do not like drinking water because it gets in the way of my coffee intake. <laughs> so it's hard water that fills me up. And recently, I haven't been able to find them and I've gone around the houses, Jess. And I was looking on the shelves where they normally are and it was like ghost town there, Jess. Cracker ghost town. Since not being able to find them, I've replaced them with Jacob's Cream Crackers. Again, it's in the name, Cream. If you eat them at the same rate, which I do, because I see it as a challenge, the cream cracker challenge. Have you done that before? It's very dry. (laughs) Um, I've been eating this, and this I put down to the fact that I've put on weight. And I find that the cars factory, based in Carlisle, presumably where cars has come from, cars come from. Oh, yeah. Flooded. See what they did there. Oh, right. It flooded. Oh, no. Ah. Water biscuits. Now we know. with water. The irony is too much to bear. I know. That is why there are no water biscuits anywhere, people. If you've been worried, like I have, if your cheese has had nothing to sit on. (laughs) (laughs) This is 
why they've done a press release they've explained they've had to shut down production for a couple of months it's so vague i'm panicking when will i be back so at what point did you decide that you needed to replace them with the uh with the chocolate with the nuts in oh at every point really <laughs> i mean i never need a real reason to replace anything with chocolate <laughs> i i think the, the relationship with snack food is an important one particularly at times of motherhood and um I have a friend, I won't name her because she's an important person with a job and contemporaries. When she was in the throes of having young tiny babies, would get so low on energy that she would in the middle of the night go downstairs and if she had nothing, if she had no biscuits, would eat icing sugar with a spoon. Oh nice. Did she sort of make a paste or was no. it literally just spooned into her mouth? I said, how was it? And she said, puffy. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine the clouds. Yes. Puff. Now this one puff. She said it's really nice. This one goes up your nose, bit in your eyes. She's like Aww. it was like absorbing sugar through every pore, and she did that until her husband found her, and she said she felt so ashamed. <laughs> he just said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> She's in there with his great big mainlining clouds wafting out oh, of the Isaac cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She didn't even make a paste. Not even a paste? I mean, surely you'd make a paste. It's the very first step. Yeah, it's what naturally you would do. Hmm. Another one of my friends Weird. had what she called bedtime biscuits, which Ooh, sounds a bit sexy. It does a bit. It's a bit Nigella. Yeah, bedtime biscuits. And she had them in her drawer and she would just breastfeed at night and just reach into her bedside drawer and just get her bedtime biscuits out. And she said it was really uplifting in the night. Actually, a friend of mine had to have biscuits by her bedside, on her bedside table when she was in the early stages of pregnancy. Because of fainting and feeling and, sick. And, and feeling sick, like literally the first, before she could even set foot on the carpet, mm. she had to have a couple of biscuits. I think she continued that for quite a while. Well, you want to make um, sure that you're not going to you, feel You do, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. I definitely, I took that tip on board um, when I was pregnant. I think it's, yeah, quite important. It's a health and safety Yeah, issue. it was, really. You don't want to be falling over. So that is my snack of choice. Biscuits, Jess, I've got The biscuit you. challenge. Are you Love into it. biscuits? You're not, are you? No, no, no. I can't have biscuits in my house. Oh. I can't have them. I mean, because I buy them for my children. And I end up eating them all. So we just, sorry, kids, sorry, we just can't have them. <laughs> We must move on. That is the sound of the end of the conversation <laughs> that was one-sided, admittedly, about biscuits. <laughs> Obviously something that is very dear to my heart. We wish them all the best in getting the factory back up and running. For God's sake, hurry up. I'm starving. <sighs> right. So, um, hey, it sounds like you might win today's tiredness competition. Oh, I, th I think I might today, actually. Yes, I had both of the blighters up with me last night. What was their reasoning? One of them, her sock had fallen off. Horrifying. Uh, horrifying. Uh, the other one, well, just wanting to keep reminding us that he's still there. In case. Just in case we might forget, you yeah. know, just just letting us know, just kind of at sort of three hourly intervals. Oh, I'm Jess. still here. It's torture. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, we've all been there. You are coping very well with it and you look magnificent. <laughs> oh, well. You are only opening one of your eyes. You do know that. Yeah, I am sort of slightly pr propping, propping my head up. You're multitasking. You're yeah. asleep and awake. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, right. another rummage. Let's have a fumble. There we go. Oh, there's a lovely bottle of perfume there. A Burberry, Burberry Brit. There we go. You I know. do like a bit of perfume. A bit of perfume's good. Do you like a signature scent? Yeah, I do What's too. your signature scent? Um, 
Well, uh, what apart from Nutella? No, uh, no. What do I like to wear? I like to wear. There's a nice diptyque one which I quite Ooh, like. That's I my knew favorite. you'd be something really classy well, and a bit unattainable. Well, you know what can I say? You can't get that in boots, can you? No. What can you no, say? How about you? Oh, high end. Oh, I buy anything that's cheap. <laughs> uh, recently, I had a flashback and started wearing a perfume from the nineties because I think. Sometimes it's important to embrace the 90s. CK1? Similar. Oh, yeah. It is contradiction. Oh, contradiction. Yes. Oh, love it. Because it was on Amazon back. for 16, I believe, 67. 16 pounds and 67 pence. And I thought, I'm going to buy this bottle. And it's made me feel, firstly, like I'm dating again, <laughs> which Aww. is really nice. Isn't it brilliant how it conjures up? So evocative. Wonderful memories. It is the strongest sense, isn't it? Mm. It's the strongest sense of making memories happen I believe that's the science yeah. <laughs> that's how they say it when they're wearing the white coats and stuff it's the making yeah. memories the happen making memories science happen. thing yeah. um, I really like it even though I shouldn't and it's not cool anymore and I believe they stopped making it a long time ago and this probably has gone off can perfume go off it's made of alcohol I think I think you're pretty okay I, think yeah. pretty I mean I'm not okay. saying as in I'm not drinking it no I, I just mean as in like the smell <laughs> good and then I got all like oh I could buy my old perfumes and I thought Gucci Envy. Did oh, you ever wear yes, that? I had Gucci Envy. In the tall bottle. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, well, if you're going really old school, Charlie Red. Oh, Charlie, Charlie Red. That did not so, smell nice. It was disgusting. And we all thought, well, that and uh, the body shot. White mask. White mask. A Morello cherry lip balm. Yeah. This is also, being Burberry Brit, this is making me think of this whole thing. Have you heard about how Brooklyn Beckham has been asked to photograph the new Burberry Brit campaign. Yeah, he's um, he's 16 years old. 16 years old. I mean, I have to say, I'm a bit surprised at old uh, V and D because, oh, <laughs> V and D, we don't want to be talking about that. <laughs> All the Ds and Vs. <laughs> All the Ds. <laughs> How did they do so well they, with those initials? My God, how did <laughs> we not realise this? People talk about the branding all the time. That's a disaster. Yeah, I mean, that literally is. Anyway, no, I was wondering how on earth, you know, they're self-made. They, they didn't have any help getting to where they've got to. And yet here is their 16-year-old son basically being handed this ad campaign and rightly so a number of high profile photographers are, are not too happy about this you know this whole nepotism thing i just think is slightly outrageous i mean you can think it's a clever move on behalf of burberry to go and tap into his massive social media following brand beckham but really it does massively undermine what professionals do i mean for me it's in the same vein as celebrity journalists that take gigs away from actually trained journalists. If you see what I mean? I'm sensing. Mm. There's a bit a of anger here. Wound. Yeah. Can you? <laughs> it's Sorry, subtle. is it that? Oh, is it? Is no, it no, subtle? You are mm. chewing on the microphone. Just. <laughs> you know what's weird though? I wouldn't have known who did the last campaign or who did the previous campaign. And this is very clever PR. It's true. Um, and also they had a previous Beckham child in the campaign, didn't they? A little tiny one, one of the smalls. A little Romeo, so he was yeah. in. So Burberry, big fans of the Beckhams. And I can see why, I can see why in this age where celebrity equals audience, there is a move away from people being authentic proven masters of their craft. The minute Anna Wintour put a Kardashian, put Kim Kardashian on the front cover of Vogue, 
the world kind of changed, didn't it? And people realised the power of celebrity. And I think this is just an extension of that. Look at the crop of supermodels and it girls. They're people who are offspring. Mm. of somebody they are we're interested in them not and they, they they're beautiful people but they have a story because now now the world is all about what's your story where have you come from why should i be interested in you not talent isn't enough i need celebrity connections and i need them immediately <laughs> exactly and so he's got that and actually did we see the pictures that and he hasn't done? taken them yet hasn't happened yet i err on the side of caution and i think he might do a really good job I think we should see what the photographs are like. Before we judge. Before we judge. He might be some kind of child genius with he a camera. Think about it, Jess. We are 16 with cameras. I mean, the ski trip when I was 16, the pictures of my thumb, uh, half of the sun and the, like a sticker on the thing with oh, advice yeah. about you exposure. Oh, stickers. Yeah, that was my qualifications as a 16-year-old photographer. But nowadays, children have grown up taking pictures every 10 to 15 seconds. People are very au with cameras, much more so than we were at 16. And perfect picture composition. Yeah, mm. and, and actually, if you think about it, brilliant photography doesn't equal success. Look, for example, I'm thinking particularly of Terry Richardson. I mean, let's be honest, you know, this is the photographer that gets women to stripple their clothes off, look really uncomfortable, pose incredibly provocatively, and there have been all sorts of allegations made about him, which doesn't help. Look at the Rita Ora boob shop that the world was reeling about. I mean, she's always been quite provocative. But it's the fact that it was Terry Richardson as well. I think that's the thing. Had it been another photographer, perhaps there wouldn't have been quite the same uproar. But I just think it's really sad that you've got this incredibly talented woman who is also just happens to be very beautiful and in order to sell more records because ostensibly that's what she's all about and sell her image she has to pose like that I mean I just don't really understand it I mean I don't know whether that's is it anti-feminist or is it liberating for her to be able to be photographed like that for a magazine I don't know I wouldn't do it and I think the world is grateful for that (laughs) I I looked at the picture and went, why the hell has she done that? But then maybe if she'd just that day gone to Starbucks, I wouldn't have wondered about Rita Ora that day. So it's, you know, she's done something really outrageous. Lady Gaga did outrageous things. Madonna did outrageous things. And here we are talking about it on this podcast. Absolutely. You know, I think that's what she was hoping for. I don't know why so many people now take all of their clothes off. I remember, I, I will say, I'm a strident feminist. I don't think that means that women can't be sexual people. I just think it means that, for me, being a feminist, I yeah. believe in equal opportunity for women and for men. I think that when people are doing this they're saying I'm celebrating my femininity and yes you are it's fine you are I remember when Sienna Miller and this is probably far longer ago than I remember but I feel like it was a few years ago she wore tights with a pair of big pants over the top remember black ones yeah I remember there was outrage people think Sienna's forgotten her skirt it was on the front cover of everything maybe that's what happened everyone went look she's wearing a skirt and everyone's talking about her but that was really those tights Jess were opaque (laughs) they were like they were 100 denier I would I would wager and that caused outrage and now if people aren't showing the outline of their labia it's like she's overdressed costumes now for stage are only ever leotards Absolutely. You noticed that? Yeah, yeah, there was it, but there was um I think was it Beyonce's last album? 
literally on the billboards it was just her bethonged behind that was what she used to sell her album and you think this is one of the greatest selling female artists of all time she is an absolute megastar and yet she's still going back to the lowest common denominator of having to use her ass to sell records and i just think that is massively depressing i think it's sad when everyone seems to want to follow suit whether you want to be a role model or not if enough people do something everyone starts thinking it's normal and it's not normal i mean it's normal to have a bum it's normal to wear pants but it's not normal to necessarily show both of those things on stage. We are going to look back and this is going to be a moment where you go, why was there an abundance of nakedness? What was it about society at that time that made everyone get all of their clothes off? But then Rihanna has the same thing. I mean, the same thing's levelled at her and then she says, I don't see why I have to be a role model. I haven't put myself in this position to be a role model. Um, and if this is how I want to behave, then that's how I should be able to behave and we shouldn't be judging women shouldn't be judging other women and what they want to do so no and i agree being, with her you know that's, but, that's but the trouble i agree with you and i agree with her but i think it's a shame that we celebrate it there's always been people who take their clothes off you just don't necessarily put those people in positions of adulation and yeah i think that's the thing it's it's weird that it's society that has reacted favorably to that so it must be the case that bethonged behinds convert to sales it must be otherwise yeah, they wouldn't absolutely. keep doing it that's our fault we bought the record if you don't agree with something you shouldn't buy into it and we obviously all agree with it so it's more of a reflection on us yeah daddy you wash your lipstick off um it got terribly serious there for it a did, moment it did it all suddenly got a little bit serious this is the end of today's podcast we have enjoyed it tremendously jess has looked witheringly at me as I speak about biscuits. <laughs> oh, no. Just in summary, she's exhausted as well because she's only had 25 minutes sleep in two days. So we're going to let the poor woman go home and rest. Thanks very much for listening to all our blatherings today. We hope that you've had as much fun as we've had. Please come again next week and we'll be speaking about all sorts of fabulous things to entertain and enthrall you. Is enthrall a word? Enthrall's definitely a word. <laughs> Yeah, you can. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.